Hi, and welcome to Math Amusings. I'm Mike O'Connell, creator of Math Amusings, and your host. Stay tuned for 15 minutes of science, politics, news, and opinion. In other words, Math Amusings. Today's date is Friday, July 8th, 2022, and this is Season 2, Episode number 27 of our show. It's sort of a continuation of Season 2, Episode 26 of our show, which I detailed the life and times of Irene Orzelic Gallagher, my grandmother. And today we examine the life and times of Robert Emmett Gallagher, that would be my grandfather, also known as Irene's husband. Welcome, welcome to the show for today, talking about Grandpa Gallagher on a few days before what would have been his 99th birthday. Grandpa was born July 12th, more on that later, 1923. I always remember the 1923, even when I was a little kid, I didn't even have this written down. This is just occurring to me now when I hear the date 1923, it's that all right, there's, we used to just call it the statue. The statue at Recreation Park in Binghamton, New York, on the city's west side, uh, was erected, must have been, in 1923, because there's that date appears on that fountain. My grandfather always used to say, like, oh, I was, I was born in 1923. The fountain in Rec Park. And over the last... Uh, 99 years that uh, fountain as far as I know it's still up uh, has stood and uh, well I've appreciated one that I got to know Robert E. Gallagher and uh, two that I still uh, am able to uh, honor his memory now I hope you enjoyed your 4th of July weekend this uh, most patriotic of holidays we had I'm going to tell you about uh a very a very American life and one that was lived uh, by many men uh, in this country in this past century and now in, into this one as I detailed for you last week my my grandmother you know an early part of her life you know she was basically Rosie the Riveter and then uh, lived the uh, the female version of the greatest generation well her husband Bob was uh, definitely part of that greatest generation there are two books which um, I could direct you to and say, like, well, this was the life of Robert E. Gallagher. One is, of course, Tom Brokaw's The Greatest Generation. My grandfather described that exactly, and I'm going to go into detail on that in just a moment. The other is um, lesser known uh, just by its title, but, I mean, it's not as though this book is not well known. It won a million book awards. In uh, The book came out in 1982, <laughs> same year I came out. And then uh, it won a Pulitzer Prize for a biography, and I think it, it, it won a number of other awards as well. The book is called Growing Up. It's the memoirs of Russell Baker. And I, I'm sure my grandfather read this book, as did everyone else in 1982 or 83, and uh, was like, well, geez, I don't have to write my autobiography now because this guy wrote it for me. And the amazing part is for me, well, amazing, it's coincidental, it's cool for me. Um, now, Russell Baker grew up in 
Loudoun County. Like, if you look at where he was born, I don't even, like, wherever he was born, it wasn't even incorporated into a town yet. It just says Loudoun County, Virginia, which is where I live now. And uh, he grew up here. And a lot of the early stories from that book, which details his life up to age, I don't know, 60 or so, um, I think uh, Russell Baker was born in 1925, so a little bit shy of 60. He still had a ways to go. I mean, he he had a whole career hosting Masterpiece Theater after this book came out. Masterpiece Theater, by the way, originally, well, I don't know about originally, but for many years, I think it was uh, Alistair Cook was the original host of this show. Um, and uh, Alistair Cook's radio program, the impetus for this podcast. You see how these things all come full, full circle. So Russell Baker grows up in Loudoun County, Virginia, back when this territory where I live now, which is like the thriving suburbs of Washington, D.C., um, like Metropolis, it was like backwoods country when he was growing up in the 20s and 30s. And he writes about how like they crossed the border into Maryland and like going to Brunswick, Maryland, that was like going to the big city. Whereas now it's the exact opposite. Like the Virginia side, well, that's suburban sprawl. And um, basically it's just more Washington, D.C. When you cross that river into the Potomac River, cross into Maryland, well, that's like going out in the forest. It's interesting for me just because I live here now. And Russell Baker in later years moved back here and died just a few years ago. I mean, he was he was in his 90s. I mean, I, it, when he died, I, I was living here, maybe, you know, within the last five years. And um, anyway, to to uh, bring this back to Robert Gallagher, they, they basically live parallel lives. So my grandfather was born in 1923 in Backwoods, Pennsylvania, outside of Wilkes-Barre, the, the township, which is another one of those that my grandmother, the same thing. I think the, the town he was from was Hanover, not the Hanover of like the pretzel company, but a, a different Hanover that I think got swallowed up by some municipal redistricting at some point after 1923. I know the high school he went to was Hanover High School. Anyway, Wilkes-Barre area, grows up dirt poor during the Depression. Um, now, the, the classic story here would be if I could say that like, oh yeah, he was one of the breaker boys working in the coal mines. Now, the, the crazy thing about this, like the amount of time he actually spent in a coal mine in the 20s and 30s, I'm not certain because here's the unusual part about this and tragically sad part of this, that by the 1930s, by the time he would have been going off to the coal mines as a kid, the depression had hit so hard, like grown men were fighting over those jobs. So it wasn't um, kids anymore. I guess you know, I say for better or worse, I, I guess for better, but the reason why is not a good one. So yeah, grown men were, were working in the coal mines then. But family had eight kids and he's the oldest. So he's kind of like, you know, the, the dad too. Um, a, a role he played well. Uh, graduates from high school in... 1941, you know where the story is going. Now, he, uh, so this would have been summer of 41. 
doesn't join the war effort right away because there, well, there was no war effort yet, not officially, but our factories here and such were starting making munitions for allied forces. Young Bob Gallagher, 18 years old, takes a job um, in, moves up to upstate New York where his father had found work. That'd be Cornelius Gallagher. Father had found work up here. His, his dad, my great-grandfather, who I never met, was um, like some kind of tool-and-die manufacturing wizard. And uh, young Bob Gallagher gets a job in, in more munitions industry, like many young men and later women in this country, at the Oslid factory in 1941, works there in 1942. He used to tell the story about uh, he joined the Oslid Company baseball team in 1942. In the spring of 42, we spent like a whole week's salary buying this brand new baseball glove. That was 80 years ago. And I have the glove. <laughs> it was a top-of-the-line model in 1942. Unfortunately, Grandpa was left-handed, so I can't really use it. It's a left-hander's glove. It's a beautiful glove, though, from 1942. Uh, you know where the story's going. As I said, he, he doesn't last at the factory long. He's drafted and goes to Europe in the uh, ETO. Eastern Theater of Operations, 1943, 44, 45, serving in Europe. He's one of those guys that uh, is about to be shipped off in the Pacific after VE Day. But um, atomic bombs come down, and um, there's no more war in the Pacific. And uh, in my family, no one says an unkind word about Harry Truman. Uh, Grandpa comes home, goes to college on the GI Bill. And uh, this would be a Triple Cities College, the newly formed Triple Cities College, the, like, six names before it became Binghamton University. Yeah, place where I went to college, it was an extension of Syracuse University at the time. Like, when you see Binghamton University established 1946, yeah, my grandfather was one of the first students. Ran on the track team. I still have his varsity letter. That's the interlocking TC, Triple Cities. Um, and uh, graduates there. Now, technically, he graduated from Syracuse University, even though he was going to the Extension College here in 1949, and gets a job uh, writing for the Evening Press in Binghamton, sports writer, and covers, among other things, the Binghamton Triplets baseball team, which featured a young Whitey Ford in 1949. Of, of all things, like Whitey Ford playing minor league baseball and leads the Binghamton Triplets to the Eastern League title in 1949. What a way to start. And uh, my grandfather stayed with, in the sports writing business for only a few years, um, but got to see some cool things. I know he uh, did minor league baseball, traveled down to to Florida, I think he saw some spring training. I think went to the Orange Bowl once, uh, the Masters golf tournament. Thing is, a uh, sports writer, uh, now in 1952, my mother is born. And being a sports writer, one, it, it keeps you out nights. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not... Uh, 
it's not wartime factory money. He said the even the the guys who were doing like the the typesetting or whatever, like they were union, they were actually making more money than than the writers. So got a different gig selling insurance uh, for a few years. I think he may have done other things too, but his his uh, vocation that he was called to, he found in 1960 at the age of 37, became a public high school English teacher. And that was his career. That was the job he had until 1985. Did that for a quarter century. I mention this because, well, it's, it's the, kind of the job I have now being a, a public school teacher. Now, my grandfather was 37 before he found this calling. I was 36. But now, I, I had been a teacher since I was 26 when I was teaching college, but the uh, public school teacher, the gig I have now, plan to have for you know, however however long they'll let me, and, uh, and as long as it's still fun, I got that at age 36. The day I was hired, well, it was July 12th, 2018. It would have been my grandfather's 95th birthday, and I thought that was cool. It was like grandpa looking down on me that I got the gig on his birthday. Because I uh, spent so much time with, with my grandfather growing up. He, he really was. He and Irene, his wife, were like my second set of parents. And he got me interested in baseball, got me interested in writing, got me interested in music. That, um, like, jazz and, you know, like, listening to Frank Sinatra. And now he's more of a Bing Crosby man. But uh, Sinatra and Tony Bennett and the great American songbook. People ask me, even now, like, you know, I guess I'm becoming more the age that makes sense. But like, even when I was young, I was kind of an, an old soul. And it's like, you know, Mike, you're listening to music that was made 50 years ago. I'm like, yeah, I I grew up with my grandparents. Like, of, of course I like old music. And, you know, of course I like old TV shows and, and old, like I like listening to the radio and like doing old man things, even when I was young, because, well, I, I grew up with my grandparents and I, and I, I wouldn't have changed that experience for anything. And uh, I try to impart some of that uh, old man knowledge, old school knowledge, to my son as well. And uh, I guess every day it, it becomes less and less of a gap between how I act and uh, how old I really am <laughs> as, uh, as I get closer and closer to the age that I, uh, that I act like. Anyway... Uh, I appreciate you tuning in to Math and Musings today. Uh, my name is Mike O'Connell. You've been listening to Math and Musings. Join me every Friday for more information to contact. You know, go to MikeO'ConnellJr.com. <laughs>